welcome Limestone Nation to episode number six of the Breaking the Rock podcast, the official podcast of Limestone University Athletics. I'm Michael Sanders, coordinator of digital and social media here at Limestone, as well as pool operator, because again, I always have to mention my full title because it makes me feel better. <laughs> uh, alongside uh, coordinator of media relations or for media relations, Jordan Perry. Jordan, how are we doing this fantastic day? Doing wonderful. It's a Friday. Getting ready for the weekend. Hopefully everyone's excited. Right. Now, this is this is a little interesting for us because normally we're actually a little ahead of the game and we're normally recording on you know a Tuesday or a Wednesday before we put out the podcast. But now today we're actually literally sitting down at about 1130 in the morning to put out a podcast around noon. So... <laughs> Quick turnaround. We're going to knock it out. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be hopefully intriguing for everybody, and uh, we're going to have a little fun with it. And so we're calling this our spring schedule special. And, uh, you know, the reason we're calling it that is because it's a very special spring for schedule purposes in that general concept. A lot of our fall sports that we're not able to play in the fall here of 2020 are now going to move into the spring of 2021 due to COVID-19, of course, and they are going to play shortened seasons, but they are going to most – every single one of them has a conference championship still put together. Um, the South Atlantic Conference, our first year of competition in that conference, is still putting together conference championships for each of our sports um, that we're competing in in that conference for. And so we're going to go through a little bit of each one of those schedules, talk a little bit about it, kind of talk about the mindsets. And, and look and see what the schedules are going to look like. Um, we have released a few of them officially. Um, we won't go into soccer today on the podcast simply because we have not officially released that on our side. Um, we will release that early next week, so expect to have a little section of that possibly on Monday, maybe next Friday's episode uh, when we get into that. But it'll be early next week where the soccer schedules will officially be released uh, for the men's and women's teams here at Limestone. But first, we're going to delve down into one of the most exciting sports, of course, and the one that everybody looks forward to, especially here in Gaffney. Um, Gaffney, a huge football town, for sure. Um, the high school here locally ranked, I think, number two in the state now um, in the local polls, and I know they were number one at preseason at some point. Uh, but we're going to go into the football schedule, and then we'll take you through a little bit about the field hockey schedule, and then we'll wrap up with the women's volleyball schedule. Before we get into my most exciting portion of the show, I think, today, is, you know, we've sat down and we've talked with a few of our athletes. We've talked with the coach or two. We've gotten to know them. But, you know, it's we're sitting here and we're asking them all the questions. It only seemed fair to start asking us questions um, to get to know us a little bit more because right now we're just kind of uh, asking questions to everybody else and nobody really knows who we are. So today, after we go through all of our schedules, we'll get to know uh, – Jordan K. Perry a little bit better, and we'll <laughs> we'll figure out a little bit about what makes him tick. I may be a little reluctant, but it, it does seem fair that if we're asking everyone else about themselves, that you guys get to know a little bit about us as well, since we're the ones bringing you everything. Exactly. I mentioned that we started recording this at about 11.30 this morning, and uh, I think I told him at about 11.27 that that was happening. So, uh, yeah, strap in. Rolling with the punches. <laughs> but first, okay, we're going to go through the football schedule. So we'll take a look at that right now. And Limestone will kick off competition on the road at Shorter in, I think, the first weekend of March. I think that's a March 6th game. Correct. I remember off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the schedule directly. Jordan has all the information over there. Um, and he's he's my, my statistician guy. He's He, he knows everything. 
Um, but So starting on the road at Shorter, and then Limestone has a bye week. And that's the first week of SAC competition with everybody else. And then we will bring it to the reservation for our first home game against UVA-wise. Now, Jordan, of course, starting on the road, probably not the ideal situation. But you kind of get the, the hiccups of road travel and all the little things that could go wrong out of the way before you come home and, and show off to your home crowd. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's, you know, a good way to, you know, get the rust off a little bit. Um, traveling to Rome, Georgia on March 6th, you know, shorter is not in the conference. So it gives you a chance to start with some non-conference play. Um, looking back to last season, they were 1-10 overall. Um, you know, they had some close games against some good teams, um, but it's definitely, you know, starting off with a winnable game and a chance to gain some momentum from the very beginning of the season that they can carry on into conference play, um, moving to our first home game against UVA Wise on March 20th. And plus they have the bye week there to recover as well. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit to uh, head coach Brian Turk off air and when the whole scheduling process was going through. And one of the things he was focusing on for the non-conference games that they were allowed to schedule. Um, so currently right now, the teams are allowed seven total games, um, four of which are official conference games. One weekend that is kind of blocked off with a SAC championship game. Um, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but if you don't make the SAC championship game, then that's an open week. And then, of course, you can play on the March 6th date as well as that open bye week that we have um, in that second week of March. Um, so teams are able to play seven, but Coach Turk was really looking for games that he thought for sure that we would be competitive in. And Shorter, again, like you were mentioning, has a good team. They struggled a little bit last year, similar to us struggling last year. Um, but they did have those close games just like we had. They're kind of a very similar program. They're on a similar uh, similar track right now, and I think that's kind of a, a good starting point for Limestone for this season. And then you move right into UVA-wise, and while the two teams have only met once before, which was last year, you know, Limestone came out on top of that one. Um, we beat UVA-wise 27-6, um, handled that game pretty well. And so if we play our cards right, then there's a good chance, you know, we have two winnable games to begin the season heading into a tough matchup at Carson Newman. Yeah, and so that UVA-wise game was probably the best game that Limestone put together in the last season. Um, again, like you said, 27-6, to scoring in every quarter. UVA-wise came back with six points um, in the fourth quarter to put some points on the board. But until that point, Limestone had a 24-0 lead in that game. And as you mentioned, following that up, they head back onto the road against what's always been a tough Carson Newman team. Limestone currently sitting 0-5 against the Eagles all time. However, last year was a close matchup. 42-35 to 35 was the score um, against Carson Newman last year, and that one, of course, at home. The Saints haven't fared quite as well uh, when they travel to Jefferson City for a matchup with the Eagles, but they're looking forward to kind of getting that real tough competition starting back in to that conference play as well. Yeah, we showed last year that we could play with them. Uh, Carson Newman came out firing the first quarter, scored 21 on unanswered points. Um, Limestone fought back in the second quarter, outscored the Eagles 17-3, to um, outscored them 10-7 in the third quarter. And, you know, it was a one-touchdown game. And eventually the Eagles came out on top. But I think that, you know, we showed that we can be competitive with one of the top teams in the conference. 
Yeah, and the Eagles never relinquishing their lead until five minutes and 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter where Limestone was able to take a 35-34 to 34 lead. But the Eagles were able to put the dagger in it with 19 seconds left to go in a three-yard run, 42-35, the final score on that one. And then, of course, Limestone will head to uh, Tusculum in Greenville, Tennessee, for that next week. That's April 3rd is the matchup. And Limestone 1-4 overall against Tusculum as we look back to last year where it was not a great performance for the Saints against the Pioneers as they dropped that one 38-10. Of course, one of the more exciting games in Limestone's football history back in 2017, that overtime win um, for the Saints against the Pioneers at home at the reservation as part of the Golden Games, um, which, of course, uh, for anyone who's ever been on campus, is kind of the – it's almost like each sport's homecoming, if you will. Um, we kind of push it a little bit harder. We try and get all the student-athletes out there supporting. Um, it's, it's always interesting to see – you know, the crowd differential sometimes where on a normal football game you'll have, you know, twenty five hundred to three grand. On that kind of game, you're having almost five grand sitting out there in the stands. Um, and a lot of it is the student body, which is always great to see. But again, um, you know, struggled against the Pioneers in the past couple of years outside of that one overtime win. Um, Lamson really looking to kind of rebound against them this year. Yeah, that's for sure. And it'll be tough playing back-to-back road games in Tennessee. Um, we'll see what we can do with that one, keep it competitive, you know, the same way we did back in 17 um, before we head home for our final, well, potentially final regular season um, home game at the reservation uh, against Mars Hill. Yeah, so Mars Hill will be the last regular season, as you mentioned. Um, coming into that, we have a 1-4 and four record against the Lions currently right now. The last win, of course, coming in that 2017 uh, year as well. I, I don't know what it was about 2017, but overtime games were just extremely kind to the Saints, um, for sure. Um, That's I think one double. I want to say we were 2-0 and or 3-0 and in overtime games in that, that specific season. Um, flashing back to it now. Uh, but, yeah, a 56-49 win back then. Haven't fared quite as well again, similar to Tusculum. But every game against Mars Hill has been a close one. Almost every single one, and I'm looking through now, has been less than 10 points margin of victory for whoever ended up winning. Um, so Limestone winning by 7, of course, in that 2017 game. But Mars Hill only winning by 7 points last year, 10 points in 2018, 3 points in 2016, and 10 points in 2015. So this is one of those matchups that you kind of always have circled on the schedule. Like, it's not that you are guaranteeing a win. It's not that you're guaranteeing a loss. But I think as one of your focal points is knowing that historically these two teams are always going to battle. Yeah, and even looking back to last year, it was definitely a back-and-forth type of game. You know, Mars Hill jumped out 21-7. to We responded with, I believe, two touchdowns, you know, came back and tied it at 21 um, before Mars Hill pulled away in the end. But two very evenly matched teams. Yeah, so – Looking at the SAC schedule right there, Limestone will play UVA-wise, Carson Newman, Tusculum, and Mars Hill. And that's making up one of what the SAC is doing division-wise this year. Um, if we look at the other side of the division, I think Limestone is, I'm trying to remember exactly, the Mountain Division is the official name. So you've got the Mountain Division and the Piedmont Division. Um, the Piedmont Division is Catawba, Lenore Rhine, Newberry, Wingate, as well as Barton in their first year of competition as a scheduling partner. Um, 
So Barton will not be eligible for the SAC championship game. But what they're doing is they are going to take the top of the Piedmont division and put them against the top of the Mountain division for the quote-unquote SAC championship game on April 17th. Um, And what they're letting them do, so if you don't make that SAC championship game, you're allowed to schedule another game that day. Now, you can be against a SAC opponent. It can be a non-conference opponent. It can be basically whoever you'd like to play um, that's willing to play you. So right now, Limestone has a tentative scheduling with Erskine College down in Due West. They'd actually be traveling down to Due West. Erskine as well, one of those first-year programs just getting started again. Um, They had football way back when, um, just like Barton did. They had football back in the past, and they have restarted those programs. Um, But that would be an interesting way to kind of end the year if Limestone doesn't qualify for that SAC championship game. Um, A a game against Erskine in a first-year program down at their home field in Due West would be an interesting way of capping off the year. Yeah, and in a season like this, I think the biggest thing is to get on the field and be able to compete. So even if we aren't able to play in that SAC championship game, we still have a chance to compete and come out with a win in the final game of the season, which would be a good way to close out the year. Absolutely, and so the important thing to remember here is this is a very interesting year. It's it's going to be weird on scheduling um, as we're going to move into field hockey here momentarily, but the thing to remember is that all of these fall sports that are competing – are basically getting free years of competition. Um, They're not being forced to use a year of eligibility. They're not being forced to use a a season of eligibility either. So they're not going to lose any of their four years of eligibility. They're not going to lose any of their five years of of terms to use that eligibility. Um, So it's basically a free eligibility year, per se, for these fall sports um, because of the strong schedules and all that. But flip side of that is the NCAA has decided that all their stats will count. Um, so if there's career records or anything like that, those will all count this year, um, even in this uh, minimized schedule. So it's going to be an interesting year for, for some of those, you know, maybe seniors or juniors that were getting close to records. They're kind of getting a free a freebie to, to tag on a few extra points here and there. Um, so that will be an intriguing thing to watch throughout the year. Yeah, well, I think all of our student athletes have had to put up with quite a lot and as much as they would, um, you know, love to be out there right now they've you know taken that sacrifice and so i think the least we could do is let these records and statistics count for them and their career records absolutely so moving on now into our field hockey program jordan this is one of your sports that you cover directly of course and as well as women's volleyball which we'll get to uh in a little bit as well um so let's take us through a little bit about this south atlantic conference carolina's field hockey season that we're dealing with all right so we have um six games slated on the schedule for this season a much shorter reduced schedule compared to usual um you know it's good to get back out there though because the saints are coming off um their second consecutive conference championship you know they're ready to defend their title and what better way to start the season then on February 9th against Queens the team that they have faced off against in both of the conference championship games the last two years you know last year um, Limestone pulled out a one nothing victory over Queens in the championship game and that was after Queens got the best of them in the regular season twice um, so Limestone as the number three seed was able to take down the number one seed on their home turf um, in Charlotte 
And so we're back with a rematch in the very first game. Um, it's at home in Gaffney on Saints Fields, and I'm excited for that one. Yeah, definitely a great way to start off the year. And then we roll right into another home game with that one as well, uh, at, with, yeah, with Newberry coming in to uh, Saints Field as well. And Newberry, not a program to, to shake a leg at either. They've been on the up and coming here in the past few years. Yeah, so while Limestone is 18-1 and one, um, all, in the all-time series over Newberry, Newberry actually got the best of the Saints last year uh, at home on Saints Field. Um, they took, out, took the win 2-1. to one. Um, stunned the Saints, and they were the Saints were able to you know come back and win two straight against them, um, including in the conference tournament last year. But I think there's a little bit of like unfinished business for Limestone, you know, to show them like they still are the dominant team in this conference. And it's always interesting to to note the connections back to Limestone. The head coach of Newberry's field hockey team, Hannah Dave, actually played her collegiate field hockey here at limestone um so always a, an interesting connection to flow back in here to gaffney and it almost feels like she, a homecoming for her whenever she comes back i'm sure as she was one of those ones that helped start the program way back in its beginning times that's right and you know then we're moving on um every tuesday is the game there's a day for field hockey um so we're moving on and we're going to play mount olive uh for our first road game um, you know, it's still a relatively new program in Mount Olive. Uh, we are 2-0 all-time against them. Uh, but it'll be good to, you know, take our first road trip um, after two straight home games and kind of feel it out on the road. Yeah, and that's definitely not the, the easiest of road trips either, simply because, I mean, that's a five-hour trip um, to Mount Olive. And if you're making that in one day, that's just, uh, you know, a long way to go. Um, for a matchup, but uh, yeah, like you mentioned, a, a newer program. Um, they were, I think, one in thirteen last year, uh, but they've got a great coaching staff up there. I think one of the, I think their head coach used to be the um, under seventeen national field hockey coach for USA Field Hockey. Um, so definitely an up and coming program for sure to be on the lookout for because they've got the staff to make uh, make things happen. Absolutely, um, and then for the Saints, we will come back home for. In fact, you know, it, it's funny because it's only the fourth game of the season, but it's the final home game of the season as well. Um, on Tuesday, March 2nd, uh, the Saints will host Converse for the final home game of the season before heading on the road for two straight. Um, you know, the Saints have had a lot of success over Converse, 6-0 uh, all time, uh, shut them out in two games last season. Um, but it'll be a good day, you know. I'm assuming it'll be senior day for the Saints, uh, recognizing uh, many great players that we've had uh, on the team for quite a while now. We've got some great seniors coming up this year with a lot to prove. Um, but it'll be a good way to close out the home schedule before taking back on the road. And, you know, we mentioned a lot of these teams younger and up and coming. Of course, Limestone for the longest time was the southernmost NCAA field hockey program. And uh, in recent years, there's been a ton of up-and-coming teams. Uh, most of these SAC teams have started realistically within the past five to six years um, with, I know, Mount Olive, Belmont Abbey, and Coker all, I think, within the last two or three. Converse, I think, is five or six years old. I think Queens is about that same age. Um, so all these teams are still relatively new, per se, to the sport, but uh, definitely making a, uh, their presence known for sure. Correct. Um, and then we will finish the schedule off with uh, road games we have at Belmont Abbey on Tuesday, March 9th, uh, followed by a bye week 
and then finishing out the season on Tuesday, March 23rd in Hartsville, South Carolina at Coker. Um, I'm not even sure if we mentioned this, but as you can probably tell by now, all of these teams are part of the South Atlantic Conference Carolinas. There will be a conference-only schedule, which will fare well, you would think, for the Saints. Um, you know, the only team to have won a South Atlantic Conference Carolinas title um, the overall record for Limestone is 29-9 and in the last two years, but that includes a 17-5 and record in conference. So they handle those conference games well, the ones that mean the most. Um, and so, you know, this six-game slate, while it's short, it should be still impactful for them and meaningful as well. Yeah, and definitely I know Coker is going to be a tough one to round the year off with. I think it was two years ago where Coker came in and kind of shocked us a little bit here. That was last year. Was that last year? It was I last think it year. It was the yes. final home game we had here too, um, of the season. I know they kind of shocked us with I think a two with two one or a three two victory. It was it was four to five. It was uh, a see, little. I knew it was a one goal. I game. had it in front of me. You see? don't. I have a cheat sheet. That's okay. <laughs> I see. I, I I go by memory. I just I try and experience life, and I try not to look at stats all as much if I don't have to. Yeah, that um, one went deep into overtime. But um, I remember that one being a good game, and that was one of the first. I think it may have been either their first year or their second year as a program. Correct. And they were, uh, a, you know, a small roster and, and coming in and, and really kind of shocked Limestone. Yeah, they showed they can play. And in the sev 79th minute of the game, uh, they scored that game winner and finished it off for the win. Uh, definitely stunned Limestone, um, who came back later in the season and, you know, took them down in Hartsville. Uh, but still, another team that showed that they can play. Yeah. And so we move into the, the, S the South Atlantic Conference Carolinas Championship. Now, currently, we have kind of a layout for it, and if you looked at the schedule release yesterday, um, you've seen it on there. Basically, what they're going to try and do is they're trying to do a quarterfinal, semifinal, final matchup, basically in the same way that they normally would um, in a year. So we're looking at seven teams in the conference. Six, uh, All seven teams will make it in, and um, with that, we'll, the number one seed will get a bye, uh, into this automatically into the second round, but then the other teams will play quarterfinal games per se, and uh, then so the thirtieth would be the quarterfinals, the the second or the third of April the second would be, be the semifinals, and then you've got the finals on the following day on the, the third. following day. Now again, the format and how everything would work right now is kind of still up in the air, so we haven't really we're not going to go too deep into that um, because everything is kind of a moving target right now with a lot of these schedules um, when it comes to championship stuff because they're trying to squeeze in fall, winter, and spring championships all into the spring pretty much. And it's going to be a, a tough, tough sell uh, across the board realistically. Now they're going to do it however it happens. They're going to have a champion um, somehow in some way, shape, or form. The, the format is just not set in stone at this moment. So we're not going to go too deep into that. Just kind of give you an overview of what they're looking at doing currently is that quarterfinal, semifinal, and final matchup basically all in the same week, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it's tentative, but the most important part here is that Limestone will have a chance to play for their third consecutive conference title. Exactly. So moving on now into our women's volleyball schedule, it's going to be, again, a completely South Atlantic Conference schedule. Um, we will play 10 games for women's volleyball against every opponent in the South Atlantic Conference except for Lenore Rhine. We will not make the trip up to Hickory, and they will not make the trip down to Gaffney during the regular season. 
So, again, we start off here in women's volleyball, and we've got two road games, Lincoln Memorial and Carts Newman on back-to-back days, March 5th and 6th to start off the season. Yeah, and even taking a step back, you know, uh, Limestone's coming off a very good season last year. Uh, they were 17-11 and 11 overall, which was the most wins for the program since 2015. Um, and... The schedule this year is completely different. Um, the volleyball team at Limestone only played two SAC teams last year in Tusculum and number 24 Wingate at the time, always a regional powerhouse in Wingate. Um, but that was the first time that Limestone had played a SAC team since 2015. Um, the year before that, they only played two games against this, like current SAC teams in Catawba and Lenora Ryan. So they've had some history. Um, I think Queens, Anderson, and Coker used to play in the same conference. But it's been a long time since we have played these teams that are on our schedule. And so it's going to be completely new and completely different. But also that's going to make it fun and interesting. Yeah, definitely. And like I mentioned, so starting off with two road games, um, kind of similar to the football team, is, is getting getting started on the road, not necessarily the way you'd like to do it, um, and, and Lincoln Memorial and Carson Newman, definitely not two opponents to shake a leg at, for sure. I mean, definitely uh, Carson Newman, one of the better teams in the conference. Um, Lincoln Memorial always up there as well and very competitive. So that's a, a great way to start and kind of get the feel out for your first conference competition. Yeah, it'll be a tough trip to Tennessee to start off the year. Um, I mean, we are only 0-1 all-time against Lincoln Memorial. Um, and then Carson Newman, they won the conference tournament. Um, they advanced to regionals, and, you know, they were still playing last year um, deep into the postseason. So they made a late-season run, and they have a lot of momentum coming into this year. So a short stop in Gaffney on March 12th to allow Anderson to come into the Timken Center for a one game, and then we hit the road again for three games straight, and we'll head to Newberry on March 13th, Coker on March 19th, and then Wingate, the perennial power, if you will, of the South Atlantic Conference women's volleyball um, standings on March 20th. Yeah, our schedule is absolutely um, front-loaded with road games, back-loaded with home games. Um, We get that season opener against Anderson, um, which will be nice. We actually have a long history with them, 9-16 and all-time, with our last win coming all the way back in 2009. So we'll be looking to pick up a W in that one. Um, and then a long road trip, and for it to finish off at Wingate, that's tough. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and when, like I said, Wingate, usually the perennial powerhouse. Uh, of course, Carson Newman able to sneak away the SAC championship last year. Um, definitely a, a good quality, um, not only front-loaded with, um, with road games, but I think front-loaded with a lot of talent, too, that the Limestone Saints are going to have to deal with. Um, but like you said, after Wingate, we round out the season with four straight home games on two back-to-back weekends, 26th and 27th of March, and then the 2nd and 3rd of April, Catawba, Queens, Tusculum, and UVA-wise in that order for those four games. There's no easy game you know, in this schedule. It's only 10 games, um, but I think it's a great way for this program to get their feet wet in their first year in the sack. Um, you know, there's going to be some sort of conference tournament as well. Um, but in these unique circumstances, you know, I think that it's a good way to slide in and kind of get a feel for what we're going to be uh, competing against down the road in this conference. I wholeheartedly agree. So Limestone looking to kind of wrap up that season with those four home games before they go into 
the conference slate uh, for championship season, which, again, we're not sure 100% how that's going to look at. Um, it's going to be similar to how they've done it in the past. But, again, with how everything's working and how everything's always moving right now, we just are not 100% sure on the tournament format, and the SAC isn't 100% sure on the tournament format either, though they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do. So we're, we're going to not, again, not go too deep into that. Um, but So that's what our fall sport spring schedules are looking like currently. Um, again, like I mentioned in the, in the beginning, we're not going to go over soccer today um, simply because we haven't released it on our side yet, of course. Um, you can go look at them on the SAC website if you'd really like to. Um, but I think getting a little uh, little delve down into it a little deeper from our side of things is always a, an interesting thing to look at. Um, so, th again, that's our spring schedules. And, Jordan, I have great news for you. I think I know what's coming. I have absolute fantastic news for you. I escaped. You escaped. You you lucky lucky to escape unscathed today. We thought we thought there was no way that we were going to be able to sit down and have a full-length podcast episode on just our spring schedules. So we put Jordan on the hot seat thinking that maybe we might need to add a little cushion time, if you will. Um, but we're sitting at 29 minutes right now. We've talked a good bit. So Perfect. Uh, I, I think that's a solid, solid episode here. Um, and, of course, Jordan, I always thank you for uh, joining me on this journey because it's always a great time. And don't worry, I will get to know you. Yeah, it's one, going of to happen. Days, one of these days. It's going to happen. I know you're going to turn the card <laughs> on me, too, and I know you're going to ask me all the tough questions it's at some point. Only a matter of time, Mikey. But I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Well, it was fun, you know, diving into some of these games and getting to know a little bit, you know, some deeper things about our schedules coming up this year. Well, I think it's definitely interesting for you, too. Obviously, this is only your second year on campus. Um, you know, you know a little bit of the history of the program, but diving down into some of the you know, the more history of what our football records are, what field hockey has done, what volleyball has done in the past. I think that kind of opened your eyes a little bit too. And I hope it opened up our viewers' eyes. Well, viewers, <laughs> listeners' eyes. I keep forgetting. Come on yeah. now. It's video, audio, all that stuff. It just happens. Um, but I hope it opened up our listeners' eyes a little bit, and I hope you guys enjoyed um, us delving down into it. Of course, you can find all the news and notes that you need to know about Limestone University Athletics at golimestonesaints.com. And this podcast is also available on golimestonesaints.com backslash podcasts, as well as on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm -hmm.